0: This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to Gone to Texas, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. My name is Alex and I have not read any of Ennis and Dylan's Preacher.
1: And I'm Nick, and I have read all of Ennis and Dylan's Preacher. I'm Lance, and I've read all of Ennis and Dylan's Preacher.
0: Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 13 of the AMC series titled The End of the Road, the season finale for Season 2. While we will not be spoiling any of the comic and by extension any future plot lines of the show, we will be discussing the details of the series through Season 2, Episode 13. So pause this and go catch up before you listen to the rest of the episode. You can find more episodes of our podcast at g2tpodcast.com. That's the letter G, number two, letter tpodcast.com. We're also g 2 t podcast on Twitter. And you can send feedback to g 2 podcast at com to tell us what you think of our podcast and share your thoughts on AMC's Preacher so we can read them on our show. Send us corrections, observations, or anything regarding Preacher or our podcast. We're speaking in slightly hushed tones because we're recording much later than usual as I just got off a plane from Tennessee. Yes. But uh, And I will be leaving to Japan in two days. So we are getting this in, getting this done whatever way we can. But uh, as this is the last normal recap episode of the podcast, I did want to mention at the top of the show, the Midwest Podcast Network has other shows about video games, horror movies, and HBO's Westworld. Find out more about these shows as well as how to support the network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. You can find myself... Doing a lot of different podcasts in the off season of Preacher, Nick happens to be on some of them from time to time as well. Uh, and uh, yes, we will probably. I think the next thing we will be doing together is likely to be Westworld, unless we find something else to do in the meantime. We were thinking about the Alienist or maybe something about Rubicon. So yeah, there's some other ideas in the yeah. So in the percolator there. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter if you want to be up to date on what we are doing uh, at the latest, because I like to cross promote things that. I'm really glad you mentioned Alienist. I actually forgot about that. I'm not sure how. It's really weird. It's still supposed to premiere in 2017, but I don't think it has a date yet.
1: But yeah, they they released a trailer, which was... Yeah. It looked promising. Yeah. So... Based on my experience with Preacher, I'm optimistic for the Alienist. Yeah. Because I feel like Preacher is helping me
0: be open to... Deviation. Yeah. 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 We shall see. So uh, follow us in those places. Uh, Shoot us... Tweets and things like that, see what we're up to, and uh, we'd love to have you along in some of our other shows, and any way that you can support us, there's a link to support us in several different ways on MidwestPodcastNetwork.com, so check that out when you can. Uh, We are going to hold most of the listener feedback uh, back for uh, the season wrap-up show that we're going to do in October, Uh, but we might bring up a few things here and there throughout the show. Uh, did you want to bring up that one thing? About no, I can Mike? talk about it later. Okay. It's it's actually at the very end of the episode. Okay. All right. So we'll come back around to that. But we can get on with the recap. Uh, the teaser opens with a younger teenage Jesse sitting at the side of the road and a plantation owner's outfit guiding people into Angelville, a roadside attraction with a seedy underbelly. Jesse swindles people selling them on his grandma's spiritual abilities while simultaneously stealing from them if he can. He also knows how to spot slash detect plainclothes officers, and eventually we see a truck come out of Angelville, and insider, TC and Jody, presumably Jesse's uncles or some kind of relative. Uh, They drop off food for Jesse and retrieve the parking take, but they know that Jesse is holding out on on them, so Jesse produces a wallet that he stole, and one of the men in the car crushes his hand. As they drive off, Jesse gets pissed and stomps on the chicken who has been bothering him throughout the day. And after a beat, Jesse feels remorse and runs the chicken to his grandmother for resurrection or help of some kind. She says, everything has a price. You understand? So that's the teaser. Um, this gave me some more context for Jesse's family, obviously. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> um, but I know, I know that like a lot of the soul stuff wasn't in the books. So is the spirituality of Jesse's grandmother part of the books? Mm, yes and no okay. not in the way the show depicts it mm-hmm.
1: but she's very like devout in a yes. way yeah mm. she's like a scary like fire and brimstone god worshiper okay mm. fear of god kind of yeah but like in a real perverted way like, all right it, like twists it for her it's, own purposes yeah but i mean i think they do all genuinely believe and like worship in their own way but they like they just interpret it really disgustingly, and they're, like, those real just hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, like, just a gross, like, subsect of, of Christian that's just, you know, not
0: even worth talking about too much. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, TC and Jody, am I correct in my assumption? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So then, they are uncles. They're so good. Lance and I have
1: been talking about them routinely. Fan after we leave your house. Yeah, we just like, oh, oh they're coming. We can't wait.
0: Should one of them be Walton Goggins? Because I feel like I'm okay with it. You know, actually, I think we mentioned him. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, we won't say for if he would which. obviously be 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 one of them. Yeah, <laughs> Lance was about to say it. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 really good characters, and not only because they're like shocking and not they're not they're good not only in the just fun to watch department but they are genuinely like very interesting characters yeah they're not like good people but they're like just really cool especially jody mm-hmm. Fucking, i'll just talk about jody jody yeah. jody in particular yeah. is very interesting on his own and his relationship with jesse is very very cool right. it's not cool but it's like it's just interesting to watch play out <clears throat> yeah he's a pretty good presence in the book
0: yeah absolutely yeah yeah i'm i'm excited like it's it's interesting to me that they've hidden these faces because it very much feels like uh, we are going to wait until season three. To oh, cast definitely yeah people. they will be in season three yeah and mm-hmm.
1: i was telling lance one day after we left here i said that though they're both such distinct characters that when they release like a press release says like so-and-so has been cast in an unknown yeah. role we we will know immediately <laughs> who they are yeah and i can't wait yeah that's good. It was kind of like when they said like Pip Torrens is playing and everybody looked at him and was like, well, he looks just like Airstar, <laughs> so it's probably him. <laughs> yeah. Actually, did you watch the uh, Talking Preacher after? I did not. I really wanted to, I but I just... I did. And there was a really, really good... I've never really watched it. And uh, I
0: thought it was really awesome. It, it was a good crew because it was Sam Catlin, Pip Torrens, Jesse Custer, or Jesse Custer, uh, <laughs> Dominic, <laughs> Dominic Cooper. Cooper, Dominic Cooper, and, and uh, Ian colletti yeah, Ian Colletti yeah, who plays It was very Archons. good. And, and they each had
1: a little bit of time to talk. My... My app like cut me off near the end of it, I think, oh. but so I didn't get to see how it ended. But it was really good. But the one who spoke the most actually was Pip Torrens. And That's It was awesome. Be- it was because they just kept asking him questions about Harry Star, <laughs> and he seems like just the loveliest guy. He does. He seems so awesome. Mm-hmm. And he had never read them, read the books prior to being cast. Uh, he was cast, and then he was reading them, and he was like, "Oh my god, what have I <laughs> kind of what have I signed up for?" Awesome. But Sam Catlin's story, if I. Can uh deviate here for a second sure. it was so funny because he said he and seth rogan were talking about who should play hair star and they were like they're like he needs to be really like stiff and like just like really uptight and <laughs> you know he just is so rigid and he said at the time he was watching the crown i think he said it was the crown and uh he had been watching it and he kind of told seth rogan he's like yeah i mean like there's this guy on the crown and he's just like the most like quintessential british man (laughs) and he goes so they he showed him they were like watching it together and they're like yeah that guy's really good and and so they looked up who the actor was it was pip torrens but he said in the show he's got like a like a wig and a mustache he doesn't look anything like him and but his his normal appearance is you know clean totally clean shaven and and uh shaved head so he said they just they just yeah (laughs) exactly yeah just (laughs) walks on set like that but he said they just googled him to like look find out more about him, and they saw what he actually looks like, and they were like, "Oh <laughs> my god!" Yeah. And Pip Torrens said that when he started reading the books, he said when he got to like panels of hair Star, he was like, "Oh, this is a little spooky because he thought <laughs> there there is a very just even with his like n- lack of scar, and when he's like he looks a lot like him, like it's really striking. Well, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They would Lancel enjoy it. Did you watch it or no? No, I didn't. They they. You know, he was talking about the makeup process and how it's cool that such a, you know, a single, he was speaking purely from like Ennis and Dylan's design standpoint, that just this one thing, like the scar, he's like, can just magnify your attention. It does so much for the character versus like, he's like, he doesn't need like a litany of scars all over him. He doesn't need like tats and bullshit. He just he has this one thing and the way it is on the face, it draws your eye to it. And it's only half the, he just like said, it it is just phenomenal. But they were talking about that, and Sam Catlin was like, you know, or Pip Torrance. It's only about forty-five minutes, you know, that kind of thing, and it's it's really not too bad. And Sam Catlin was like, oh, there will, there will be more scars to come. <laughs> and Lance knows what I'm talking about, yeah, and it was, was it was really good because Pip Torrance reacted in a way that was very appropriate. It was mm-hmm. really good. So <laughs> That's cool. It was a lot of fun. They all seem like they're they're good buds, and yeah. they all are really into their characters. Ian Coletti is just tremendous. There was a. I would highly recommend watching it. Somebody
0: <laughs> on the subreddit posted just the best they're like i was looking through the uh the stills from from episode 13 and i found this and i i looked oh, but at i know it. what it is because i
1: screenshotted not, it on my ipad okay no it's, not it's that. just
0: it's it's dominic cooper <laughs> pretty, and, yeah. and on set uh, on, on set just <laughs> hugging <Yeah>. joe google <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's so beautiful but there was uh, also an interesting
1: thing um because they didn't have uh ruth nega and uh Joe Gilgan and Julianne Emery on Talking Preacher, but they did little on set things with them. And things, yeah. yeah. And Joe Gilgan pointed out this really interesting thing about how a majority of Cassidy's wardrobe are actually women's clothes. Wow. And. Hmm. They were showing stills from the season, from the series really, as he was talking about it. And I was like, son of a bitch, like that's, that's <laughs> it. Because something about his wardrobe, had been, I was like, why does nothing fit him properly? And like, he's always wearing kinda, capri pants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're actually women's pants. Oh, wow. And like these belly shirts. Oh my and stuff, God. And like these uh, deep, to, deep, deep V-neck shirts. I just wondered. Well, he said painting. that, he, <laughs> he said that the idea behind it was that Cassidy's just kind of like, he'll just put on whatever's around. Like he doesn't yeah. really care. And they're like so, if he's at like some house where like a woman lives, and he just like needs a new shirt, he's just gonna take one and walk <laughs> away with it. And he actually pointed out that t- early in the season, Tulip has this leather jacket yeah. that she's wearing for the first few episodes, and at some point in the series, Cassidy starts wearing it because he just like picks it up off the floor to, you know, probably just to go out to yeah. get something, and then just leaves it on. And they show another still from another episode, and Cassidy's just wearing it. <laughs> and it's such a brilliant—that's fantastic, brilliant, brilliant little facet to that character especially from like the the wardrobe department to like think of this and really put that much thought into yeah you know what why this not only what he's wearing but why he's wearing it yeah and just make that a motivated decision is just speaks to the the quality of the show that's awesome on the subject of wardrobe one of the things i liked about this uh, opening scene was that jesse's like a roadside huckster outfit is like the complete Like inverse of his preacher outfit, yeah, because it's all white. It's all white, (laughs) and it's Mm -hmm. got the black tie, and it's very like striking looking. Mm Because now he's just he's always clad in the all black with the white collar. Yeah, yeah. And it just was really. um, I'm trying to think of what that effect is called, where you do that with an with a photo. It's negative. It's actually stupid Uh that I can't think of what that's called. When you do with a photo. If you take a photo and you you basically have all the colors be inverted. Oh, the negative. Negative. Yeah, there's a different word for it. There's like a real word for the process. Like polarize or something like that. I know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's escaping me. But I thought that was really... Like right away, I I noticed his outfit and I was like, well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Because in the book, he does kind of... When he does kind of leave... When he first... First comes to like Anvil. He kind of has the white preacher suit, yeah, black shirt. I think yes, black undershirt. Yeah, but I think it's cool to see that it's kind of although it's white, it should be it should be about purity. Mm -hmm.
0: It's it's the total opposite. Yeah. Well, and yeah, it is like the standard plantation owner, Southern gentleman, Colonel Colonel Sanders Sanders kind of thing. Yeah.
1: So, but I think it's cool. It takes on kind of a new light Mm -hmm. against what Jesse normally wears all the time.
0: Yeah uh Any other thoughts on on the teaser? Um, yeah. yeah. So I I thought it was pretty effective and obviously a good teaser for. Later I think on there's, the yeah, episode. there's a little Easter egg in there. I think for readers of the book.
1: I I just love this scene. Yeah, my note says love this shit. <laughs> Fucking love it. <laughs> crank the crank the pee off. It's awesome. It is cool. Yeah. TC and Joe, I can't wait. <laughs> so the
2: house you saw the house in the um in the 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 newspapers or or the the, the jesse's file uh yeah that's that's the same house okay Uh that
0: makes sense yeah there's like a nice hedge maze and Mm. yeah the maze is a really cool touch Yeah. yeah that's creepy interesting All right, on to Act 1. Jesse prepares to give a speech to what turns out to be a classroom in a Catholic school. The corny words prepared by Hairstar bother the sister as Jesse speaks of murder, rape, sedition, incest, and lesbianism with terrible delivery. As Jesse asks the kids if they want to see America, the school comes under attack from quote-unquote the Armenians. Jesse attempts to use the word to disarm them, but it fails him, so he does it by hand, especially after the gun he steals off of one of them turns out to shoot blanks. After all is said and done, Hairstar uploads the video of the incident and gets a call from Jimmy Kimmel's people. And Jesse questions the blanks and shoves Hairstar up against the wall. But Star protests that there is not enough time to become the Messiah with the truth. They must do what they have to do. Jesse voices his displeasure by saying, "I didn't sign up for this." Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I. It's funny because I walked into the scene and I was like, I know that this is going to be some horrendous setup by hair star mm-hmm. i didn't know in what way it would be though and i wonder what like jesse's cards said mm-hmm. since he obviously didn't know that it was like a he, he still had to question that they shot blanks he didn't know that that was going to happen necessarily yeah, wasn't in the loop i wonder what the script was mm-hmm. <laughs> like what 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 thing was jesse going to tell the kids to do in order to prove to to show his miracle yeah but um there was a good Reddit thread about the uh, about the word mm-hmm. and why it doesn't work. Mm. Did you guys?
2: I, I read on TV time, actually. There was a good community discussion on TV time, but go with the, with the Reddit so thread.
0: So there were kind of two main ideas that had come up. And now that the chronology of, I think it was last episode with Hoover reading the soul extraction book, we know mm-hmm. that's what it is now. Yeah. Um, figuring out maybe Jesse lost his soul before it stopped working was kind of one of the things. I don't know if the chronology works or not with, you know, obviously they deliver the saint and then I think, or they put this, he puts the saint in the swamp. And then I think there's about two weeks time before the saint comes out. And so I can't remember it. Like the first time it fails Jesse is when he's in Hairstar's stars office. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And so I don't, know if the timing quite works out but maybe that's it however somebody else brought up an awesome point i think their name was um i'll look up their name here in a second but the um their idea was basically that genesis also wanted to talk to god and therefore when it feels as though jesse is doing things that don't uh get him there that it does not choose to work yeah that's kind of what we were i think we were saying a couple of weeks
1: ago was that genesis is almost becoming um more of a character now okay less of like a plot device Interesting. and that genesis kind of has a say in the matter
0: yeah
1: i like that theory that's pretty cool because yeah jesse kind of
0: <sighs> well and the other thing was that and and part of the reason that the soul removal thing works for me is the idea that the The word seemingly may not have been working on Hairstar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. that would be kind of a cheat by those making the show because they put the effect on yeah, yeah, yeah. the word when it doesn't work properly. So if it wasn't actually working on Hairstar... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so we, then, would have, we would have heard it. Yeah, yeah. so that that kind of... So I don't know. I mean, I, I, I really like the idea that it would be... Uh, Genesis wants to find God mm-hmm. and thinks Jesse's like yeah. on the wrong the wrong path. Uh the name of the person on Reddit was Mr. Brownie. <laughs> That's good. So name. thank you, Mr. Brownie, if you're listening, which you probably aren't, but um Suddenly we get feedback from Mr. Brownie as <laughs> yes, <Mr>. gmail
1: Brownie. <laughs> Gojo has this running list of game funny gamer <laughs> tags that we've encountered, and he would probably that one would Mr. Probably, Brownie would be a good one. It would probably make the list. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's no Pearl Jam 09 tour, which is one of my favorites. I still remember it was like five years ago. We saw that one and it still makes me laugh. hockey fan 1985.
0: That's a good one. Something like that. Hmm. Bob Marley 420 (laughs) was another one. (laughs) Um, So good. So any thoughts about this opening act or the first act of the show uh, with with I really loved this sequence too. I it's was, a great fight sequence. I was awesome.
1: really into. I was like, yeah. man, this episode is killer yeah. so far, pulling out all the stops. Yeah, I, my two notes for the scene really, I just said, kind of jotted onto myself. Imagine Hair Star, being in your classroom and filming your like show and tell <laughs> time. He looked so awesome I standing in the, standing
2: the corner in the there. there back. Yeah, with the like like feet parent. together yeah. and everything. <laughs> it looks
0: it looked really funny. Phone I really liked his phone like, and a little tripod. Yeah. <laughs> I liked his performance in the in the attack as well, where yeah. he goes to like mm-hmm. be like, do you, do you know who the, like that kind no, of No, please don't. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> you know, then like, quickly is jabbed in the stomach with a gun. Mm-hmm. But um What was your second
1: note? I just said that this is a way better use of my sweet lord than Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 did. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Shots fired. Shots fired. That's okay. <laughs> this show made it work. I'm I'm am very 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 picky about source music and movies. Yeah. Like it it has to work 100% otherwise I just calls too much attention to itself yeah and i think guardians of the galaxy volume one is perfect and volume two for the most part is very successful with its source music but some of it i just questioned the i was like why because he likes this song yeah doesn't always fit yeah but i thought this was really good yeah absolutely and there have been source music moments in this show that i didn't like actually just a couple episodes ago which we forgot to talk about actually when cassidy is staring at tulip's neck and he hears her pulse and a song kicks in and it I happens in this episode too, I think. Same yeah. same. Key. Yeah, it does come back. Yeah. But it doesn't have the same song, does it? Isn't it just like, it's like score? A song. It's just like score though. It's like original score. Um well
2: I don't I, I don't think when I watched it with subtitles on I think it actually no, had a in, title.
0: It's it's in the dream sequence I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it comes back. I think it's the same song. Is it? But it might just be like an it instrumental. Like, do, 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 do. Yeah, it was more it instrumentally.
1: Like a- anyway, it, when it did it in the previous episode I just really hated it. I, like it was too jokey and I was like I, this is a pretty serious thing. And I like I like kind of a note of humor to it. Yeah. But like Cassidy in the show is pretty different. I think he's going to wind up being quite different than Cassidy in the books, at yeah. least where the, this episode leaves him. Yeah. And he's I, he's genuinely struggling with all this, and it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And for them to like kind of play it off as like a, a silliness, yeah. like, yeah. Ah, I just didn't really like it. I was like, you can yeah. make Cassidy silly, but he has to be silly. But now you're choosing to take him into kind of a different place, and yeah. I think it's cool, but yeah. stick with it.
0: Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about more. Yeah, later. that does come.
1: You yeah, know, this episode brings it back, so that's good. Uh, any other thoughts, Dominic Jake. Cooper? I think Dominic Cooper knows how to actually fight in real life. Yeah, yeah, because he actually said something to that effect in uh, talking preacher, because they were talking about. Um, the scene near the end when he's holding Cassidy back mm-hmm. and he, Dominic Cooper... He was
0: using a particular hold. Yeah, yeah, and
1: Dominic Cooper says, like, he's, like, normally... He says, like, initially it put him in a headlock and he goes, and he's it was just a very offhand remark, but he said something like, I am trained in that. And so uh, I think... I think he has some sort of fighting background, which would explain why he's so believable in all these fight sequences. Yeah. But he said that the choreographers and that they they brought in this like this idea of this particular hold and he said it's a it's amazing he was you cannot escape it he's like it's it's not a, it's not a headlock it's not a sleeper hold it's something else entirely and he's like and you you literally can't move he goes it's, yeah. it's stunning how effective it is so he's like they, they wanted to work that into it
0: because yeah. of course jesse would know how to do this, <laughs> this particular hold. yeah well and even yeah the 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 scene in the classroom with all the slow motion and kind of hopping in and out of that yeah. and him ejecting the magazine at the person sure. and just like utilizing all of it. Mm-hmm. I like that he grabs the guy's gun and doesn't bother to fire it cuz he assumes that it has blanks in it. Yeah, doesn't even try. Yeah. Yeah, like it's all is very fluid, very believable seeing him doing it. Still awesome. These are the kind of action sequences we need in
1: f- damn movies. I you know, know? Right? Yep. Yeah. This is this is what the body craves. Is <laughs> this kind of beautiful, well thought out a uh, nicely choreographed action that you can follow that you appreciate that you uh, you want to rewind and watch again. I've never wanted to rewind and watch a Bourne movie fight sequence ever. I've I've wanted to I got a movie you should check out. It's called Haywire. Hay-Wire.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> no, it stinks.
2: Uh, no.
1: <laughs> Lance, did you just say no.
2: I uh, well, I'm just I I listened <laughs> no. to a, a podcast about uh the Limey which Steven Soderbergh made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um the guys were saying how Steven Soderbergh's capable of making a very unique movie and they mentioned Haywire. They're like, this movie should not be good but it's made good by by Steven Sober. But I guess the reaction that you guys have to it, Haywire's not good.
0: I, I loved Haywire. Yeah. Alex loved it. Oh, okay, good. I watched... I watched it once. I thought it was amazing. Like okay. six years ago.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I watched... The first like 12 minutes, and I was like, This is you jetpack nope. No, it's got yeah. so many stars like fastbenders in it. Oh, yeah. I, I, have to, I have to watch it again. I have to just see Gina Carano. <laughs> I, yeah, she, yeah, she's she is. So, Gina Carano. Yeah, she's <laughs> haywire. Gina Carano. That's my that that is to me the most enduring joke from the 40 year old version. Yeah, when Mo, oh, Col- Mo Collins sense. sits down and goes, What's up? I'm Gina. <laughs> that for some reason is the one that has carried with me like 10 plus years. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah i do need to watch that again because i do appreciate really great fight sequences and the cast is insane and yeah. but soderbergh is like he's just it's either really good or i can't even look at the tv mm-hmm. and it's he's really interesting how he's so like individually polarizing like that yeah
0: yeah uh but
1: yeah and like i i, I want to see dominic cooper like start an action franchise yeah besides preacher like if, if he was even if it was a one-off movie if it was like a john wick type thing i don't want to say that because i don't want a whole series of john wick knockoffs which are probably going to see for the next 10 years that's fine i'll probably see him <laughs> but dominic cooper could be in something like that like the guy is just he he just f- scoots right under the radar all the time i think he's such a talented guy yeah and he's been in movies for years and he's mm-hmm. in movies people see and yet he's still like not He's not really like a star, you know. He's got all the potential, but
0: and, but the it, the nice thing is they like Hollywood has an army hammered him, as far as I know, of yeah. like trying to make him happen, which makes me feel like it might happen at some point. Yeah. Regardless of whether or not they try to make it happen, so he's, we'll in, need for, he's in need for speed. Yeah, Very good. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, any other thoughts on the classroom? I like how Jimmy Kimmel's the Jimmy Kimmel, right? Yeah. The first one to call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just on it, but I'm yeah.
1: waiting for Lance's impression for a line later in the episode mm. that I'm going to bring up.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll get there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Act 2. Hoover and Featherstone pack up the apartment as she waxes poetic about being stars' right-hand men and Hoover decides to take a shower. Cassidy starts folding clothes and packing as Banjo looks on, but he finds a shirt that is stained with blood and realizes that it's Denise. He puts away puts it away in Denise's room, but sees an open laptop with a three stooges screensaver, and of course it has shemp and not curly. Yeah. And it's just the most offensive thing I've ever seen. It's so good. He walks away at first, but curiosity gets the best of him. Uh, website is up. It's some kind of vampire group or something like that. Yeah, it is. And uh, it sounds disgusting and horrifying as Cassidy watches the video. Cassidy goes back to packing, but he pulls one of Tulip's thongs out of the basket and has to suppress his bloodlust once again as he recalls the video. Cut to Tulip buying supplies for their trip, SPF 100 uh, sunscreen and vodka. She spots a young mom shoplifting the baby's, shoplifting using a baby stroller. And Tulip goes to check out, uh, but the clerk rubs her the wrong way, so she knocks him out on the bulletproof glass and steals the money out of the register to give it to the mom, who looks horrified and runs away. And then finally in the sack, Cassidy daydreams about Tulip being open to their quote-unquote relationship in Bimini, but it ends with him biting her neck and drinking her blood, while in actuality, Tulip checks in, but goes to pack, being much colder than Cassidy imagined in his dream. So, lots going on there. Um. The so so this this group that Denis was looking at is this something from the comics? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. If you uh, you les enfants, d'usang. Yes. yes. Du sang. Yeah, yeah. The the infants of blood. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. In French. Thank you. Metal Gear Salad. The children. <laughs> Isn't it the children? It could be. Yeah. Could what do be, they call it, Metal Gear Salad? Les enfants terribles. What is it? What do they? What is the snake I, call it? I, I think. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think snake says anything. other oh, than, I than the credits. Said. I think it calls it out the terrible children. So yeah. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, all right. So obviously, I don't want to know too much more mm-hmm. out of that. But um, well,
2: you know, leading up to that, it it all it all clicked. I I kind of felt it was going to go there, but it all clicked, especially with what you'll see Denny wearing later and how he looks and. He's he's pretty much they're they're using him for this certain part of the book.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Early in this season, you and I were talking about Mm -hmm. how Denny is probably going to be involved with them. Mm -hmm. Like we were kind of like, do you think? Yeah. He's he's involved in that somehow. And, you know, we kind of clued into that pretty early. -hmm. I guess whenever it is, Denis gets turned, and clearly just like is living high and loving (laughs) life. We were like, oh, he's probably going to be
0: involved in this group. Hmm. Um, banjo, banjo, so (laughs) good. Number one, I uh, MVP.
1: Yeah, he's he's beautiful. I, I kind of just thought to myself while I was watching. I was like, I don't usually like small dogs, but I really like Banjo. Yeah. Banjo's <laughs> he, pretty good. He's a really good looking small dog. Mm-hmm. Like he's not he's very proportionate. Yes. They did a good job. He's yeah. like
0: a miniature dog. It's not like yes. my dog, which is too long for actual proportions. No, but, she's perfect too. Yeah. Like
1: well, she she doesn't look like you get little dogs that are just like they look mis- they look shrunken, <laughs> but not like in a good way. Like undernourished or like just gross. Yeah. But he's he's adorable. Yeah, as is Lizzie, the, the official dog of the Midwest <laughs> Podcast Network. Yes.
0: Um, the tulip scene in, in the in the uh, convenience store. I I like that she grabs like five bottles of SPF 100 mm-hmm. for Cassidy. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but that was um, a good scene. Yeah,
2: a little bit of racist undertone there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That that guy, honestly, yeah. like. Every single one of his lines is a, is like mm. offensive in some <laughs> tiny way, at yeah. least. But yeah, it's gross. And and the grossest
1: part is he thinks he's like being nice. He's
0: he's he thinks he's like hitting.
1: On he thinks her it's like witty witty banter. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But which is, you know, probably a, how a good portion of like neckbeards out there would also <laughs> talk to her, like <laughs> thinking like they're being they're being cool, mm-hmm. be a cool guy and call her does he call her sugar or
0: something darling darling Darlin. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Nope. Um, Does
1: not work. Does not go well. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Not for him. I just like her like, oh, I'm what did she say? I'm the bad guy. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That was good. The lady runs off. Mm I I like that part of Tulip where
2: she like she doesn't like taking crap from people. Yeah. It's like like in the books she gets kind of excluded sometimes and and put to the side and she's like, no, I'm not. That's not going to you're not going to do this to me, mm-hmm. you know? So,
1: yeah, she's definitely a don't need no man kind mm-hmm. of woman. Like she, and throughout the books, that's pretty reinforced to Jesse. Cause you're right. He like probably no less than like five times mm-hmm. in the book, some heavy shit's about to go down and he like either tries to trick her or like drug her or find, mm-hmm. or like tie her up, like try to find a way to keep her out of the action. And mm-hmm. she always like, shows up and is gets really mad at him. Yeah. And is like, don't you ever do that? (laughs) And, uh, yeah, a little bit of that shines through. And her, like, kind of really humanitarian angle, I like, too, where she, like, wants to help out people that that genuinely
0: need help. Even with her evil powers kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that you see this mom hiding stuff in the cart, and it's not like, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel like a malicious kind of, I don't know what she puts in there. Did you guys see was I mean, it? it's not like a fifth or anything. Yeah, it's, exactly. A, it's in
1: like the aisle with like toiletries, I think. Yeah, maybe it's a bag it's, of diapers or something probably formula like or that. diapers, yeah. yeah.
0: So it's kind of like, you know, it's like every every word this guy says in Tulip, knowing that that mom is struggling, she kind of eventually is like, all right, I can do this thing for her. And then obviously she rejects it. but She finds a reason to be violent. Mm-hmm. The only well, other thing is that the the, the man's things that are his his like demeaning anything else darling kind of thing that he says to her is what causes her to pick up the chapstick that later on in the episode it's a very coen brothers kind of thing of Mm -hmm. like the the circumstance of it all is what leads her down this path of like piecing things together and figuring it out which I it's almost like a like a side
1: quest type thing and like an rpg that you don't necessarily have to do but if you found this item yeah. it will help you with this down the road but you yeah. might still do that anyway mm-hmm.
0: yeah you pick up It's like a you pick up a thing in the game it's like mysterious whatever and it's got like weird flavor text to it yeah. and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it comes clear later mm-hmm. that it has a purpose but yeah no i i thought that was that was pretty cool but um cassidy's daydream any thoughts
2: so a um, couple issues, At one issue, not a couple. I'll just go one. <laughs> uh, Pick one. That, uh, that just what I feel like every time you see like scenes from next episode. So I saw that right before this episode and I saw Cassidy with like blood on his mouth. And then, uh, you know, the posters for the mm. preacher have like Tulip with like blood on her mouth too. Mm. And like it's not what you think it is. And so I don't like when they use that to like sell the show you know what i mean yeah like, the it's it's a i mean it's like there's like there's no law against it that they can't do
0: that but like at the same time <laughs> but there should be <laughs> yeah you know well and yeah that's the thing that's that's the weird thing about it is that the next time on is kind of like i like not watching those but for some reason with shows like this <clears throat> westworld and game of thrones i feel the need to watch them mm-hmm. whereas i think back when i was like watching 24 more religiously i liked to not watch them and things like that i didn't like i tried to be very spoiler purist mm-hmm. but um that kind of misdirect is just kind of mm-hmm. like it's always one of those things where you see it and you're like okay i can take that at face value or what does it really mean here mm-hmm. and so I don't know. It's 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 shitty of them to do that kind of thing, but it just doesn't enhance the experience. At no, all. you're
1: not. I've never found myself in a situation where I've been like, "Oh boy, do they give me good?" and like really <laughs> happy about it, and yeah. like I'm so glad that this worked out this way instead. Like it's just irritating.
0: Well, and here's the thing: is that I think everybody watching that scene, you see him sitting there with the blood on his mouth. Nobody was like, "Oh man, that actually happened." Right. Yeah. Well, like they
2: a, held on it for a li- like once the blood started squirting, I was like oh yeah that's
0: that's true i mean i guess i guess there might there might have been like a split second of that but then they throw it away immediately in kind of away so it's kind of like you know i don't know they've done Uh, it a few
1: times in this season
0: so at this point
1: i was like i didn't believe it for a second i was like yeah whatever yeah cut to reality Mm -hmm. the one thing i loved i thought was hysterical was that the uh is that crack (laughs) <laughs> was both in the dream and the reality like that? <laughs> in Cassidy's dream, he's still smoking crack. Like well, that. and that's
0: that's the thing is that like in in that dream, he like he never confirms to her that it is crack, uh, it was which fattier. which I thought was hilarious because it was like oh it's probably not it's probably like antifreeze and like some other concoction of weird that's another true. potation of his as he called it in the previous episode, but like on top of that like it's him. Like, like he's he's desiring he's he he wants her to care enough to like talk him down from it. Yeah, which is really sad. He's
1: got his own extrapolator situation <laughs> kind of going on. It's yeah. actually kind of like Eugene, yeah. is a little bit, you know, like with the advances of the woman. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, but and then in in reality, she's just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he, right. he tell, he's just like, yeah, it's crack. And then she's like, oh, okay. And then she's like, all right, I'm
1: gonna go pack. Dream version was so funny, just the <laughs> puff of smoke. No, <laughs> it, reminded me, it reminded me of Arrested Development. You remember uh, in season one when who has the bag of weed? George Michael is holding it for Job, I think. He's trying to help Job with something. Okay. And Michael comes to like punish George Michael, and he can't find it. And he comes out onto the back patio, and Job is laying out there on the lawn furniture, and he's like, "Have you seen George Michael?" And he's sitting there, he's like. No. And, like, he asks if he's seen the weed or whatever. And he, like, goes, the no. same thing. He kind of tries to turn his head and says, no. And a bunch of smoke comes out. And he and he looks around and he goes, oh, it's cold out here. <laughs> I just thought that was, like, the most brilliant little joke. It's beautiful. It's cold out here. And yeah. just like, oh, God. And yeah, Joe's just sitting there smoking the bag.
0: Any other thoughts on Act Two?
1: I had one, and it just flew right out of my head. Oh, um, yeah I think uh I think what's cool about um part of cassie's attraction like his overwhelming attraction to tulip is it seems like obviously a big part of it is like who she is like as a person mm-hmm. but I think another part of it is genuinely just like on a on a chemical biological level like he is just really into her blood and like her like kind of life force i guess like he seems like Based on other vampire fiction and kind of some of that supernaturally stuff, it seems like we frequently kind of get the idea that like maybe different people taste different and like people of a certain like. The
0: blood of a virgin is somehow different than like. Yeah. Yeah. And even like that kind of thing too. But like
1: somebody who has like a lot of like spunk and like energy to them maybe would taste more exciting. And so I think that part of her whole like struggling to find a word for it. We'll settle Energy. for like gurgling noise. De vivre. That's what I was going to say, but I was trying to think of an English word. Yeah. Not, not Dennis. Where's Dennis's? Je uh, ne sais quoi? <laughs> yeah. Where's Dennis's little neck translator? His glow stick translator. Uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Like, it's something about her, like, kind of essence. It's yeah. still not <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Her gumption. Uh... <laughs> yeah anyway that i feel like part of that is why he's also like really into her i think there's something about her like her her heartbeat and her like kind of life force that like kind of drives him a little bit crazy
0: i'd have to go back to their introduction in the first season because i feel like he got a really good like tulip moment introduction but i can't remember (laughs) what it was and i mean there is something to be said for that i mean
1: everybody i think for the most part in their lives i guess i can't say everybody um, because there are those guys out there saying darling to girls like tulip, but I feel like a lot of people when they meet other people that they, they may date or whatever that you, there is like such a thing as like an in indefinable, intangible connection, like that spark or that electricity that people feel. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's, it's purely biological. I mean, it's gotta be like chemistry, f- they call hormone, chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Like pheromones and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And and that's a really that's a really remarkable sensation. And I think that for Cassidy it's probably dialed up to like a thousand because mm-hmm. he like would wants to consume
0: that person. It, it might be like one of the only things that he can actually feel still.
1: Yeah, that's true. But And it's tough because he wants to like be with her, but he also kind of covets her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a healthy want, but also part of it is like he literally would rip her throat out just to like drink her in. Yeah. Which is like just somebody would find that romantic and they'd be wrong because it's just it's like it's <laughs> gross and it's uh, um, we'll come back to it, too, because there's another. I'm yeah. actually going to write down this note because I realized now I forgot to. when I was watching the show. OK, wait. No, I did write it down. OK, we're good. Good Car- job. Carry on. Thank you. My
0: chutzpah was, was shining through. While I was taking my notes. Mm. All right. Uh, act three. Hitler takes Eugene to the shoreline of hell where a reaper stands that can get him out of there if he truly doesn't belong. They say their goodbyes and Hitler heads away. As Eugene and Sharon, the Reaper, makes small talk, Mannering appears behind them requesting Sharon hand Eugene over. Sharon protests saying this is her or their, his, she, I don't know, their jurisdiction, but Mannering explains that God is gone and the rules have changed, so she shoots Sharon in the head with a harpoon. Hitler clubs mannering over the head. While Eugene says Hitler Hitler saved him, Hitler says it's the other way around. Eugene allowed him to finally do something good. Eugene asks Hitler to come along, and although Hitler protests, Eugene explains that Hitler doesn't belong there anymore, and Hitler smiles back at him with the most adorable Noah Taylor Hitler smile that there could ever be. (laughs) Damn it, it's true. It's, yeah. (sighs) Um... First off, really disappointed that the manhole to hell is not in New Jersey or some humorous location. Yeah, just I'm actually really okay with
1: it. I thought I, it, I thought it was super cool. Actually. I'm okay with
0: it. Like yeah, like it's kind of cool as like a. I was like, is this purgatory or is it just like the outer layer of hell or like what is it? It's kind of like yeah, like the it, it's kind of like the river
1: sticks, but like it's it's like yeah. a, it's like an ocean instead or like a lake. Yeah, mm-hmm. it um, was really cool. But
0: yeah, yeah I'm not. I think it's a missed opportunity, I know for a joke, but I think it was I think what they did with it was good mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah i I like that we still don't really know exactly how, because we know that that little shuttle takes them, but we don't know yeah, like
0: there's like a there's a travel
1: service that yeah. is aware of hell, yeah, we don't really know exactly where it drops them off and picks them up from but I, I like that, I like that we're kind of revealing a little bit more of the map, so to speak, but we don't really know exactly still, yeah, I think that's it's pretty cool, mm-hmm mm-hmm. I so is that uh, structure that they're running through and on top of f- the thing from True Detective season one,
0: that's a Great question. I because don't it know. looks exactly like it, or very similar. If they were in Louisiana, that's then what I am saying. Absolutely, yeah. it could be a thing. I was wondering because I it struck me as like Aztec in a way, especially the way that they were showing it, like some kind of Central American yeah mm-hmm. kind of thing. But that that could totally be. From what was whatever wherever they filmed true detective yeah. at. Mm-hmm. um it definitely was a pretty stunning resemblance, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I liked a lot of those shots too, like a lot of it you know, you get the indication that it takes them a fair amount of time to get where they're going, yeah, they come out of the manhole and it's dark, right. and then as the time kind of gets to dawn by the time they get yeah. to the shore yeah. um but you see a lot of like this grassland, like it's not like, it certainly isn't your depiction of what hell would be if that is hell in some way. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot more greenery. Cool. Yeah. I really liked all that whole, mm-hmm. that whole bit. And it didn't like, that's the thing. It, it certainly didn't feel like Louisiana to me at all. <laughs> so good. on It felt for, almost like lost. Like yeah. Kind of reminded like an me. island. Yeah, in like the, an, yeah, yeah. definitely With the shore. And for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, it was just nice to get the hell out of new Orleans. Like, to mm-hmm. see something else this season. Yeah. That was like green and like mm-hmm. just different looking. Yeah. It was really, really, really refreshing. It was weird to think that like the manhole in and out of hell was like refreshing to look at that area.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was cool. What did you guys think of Sharon?
1: Pretty funny. It was good to a point, mm. And then I was like. This feels like their homage to Monty Python. It felt very Monty Python-ish, but then it kind of just. Didn't or show Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: William Sadler plays Sharon. <laughs> yeah, I, wonder, I was. I wonder who the voice of Sharon. That's, was. A, that's I was kind of. I, I can try and look it up, but uh, I was kind of hoping that it was going to be Stephen Tobolowsky's voice for some reason because I just felt like I just wanted him to be in the show. Y- well, yeah. Either God or or death. <laughs> Pick one. Um, but
1: yeah, whoever did the voice, I did, there were a few lines. I was like, this must be like Sam Catlin or somebody who's not a real actor because mm-hmm. some of it fell fell kind of flat it needed to be the exact opposite of what you were thinking like the the
2: the impression that you would yeah. get from hearing somebody talk like that
1: i liked how like mm-hmm. casual it was initially yeah it was like it was funny but then it just got a little like mm-hmm. deadpool i think for me oh yeah it was like the horn i don't if even know what that credited is credited
0: as the ferryman it's a person named shane gilbo and apparently he's been in some smaller shorts and things like that. I don't Nothing, nothing too big from what I can see here. But, uh,
2: there were good lines. Like the line where he was like, uh, they treated you pretty rough down there. Yeah. He's like, yeah. This is pre-existing, He's like, Oh
3: shit. Yeah. See, I liked that and they could have left it there and yeah. I would
1: have, I was like, I'm 100% cool with that, but then it just like kept going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the laugh and like the horn, and Mm I I would have rather like Eugene's awkward blubbering just be all there was because I was loving, I was drinking up every second of that. I was like, I love, God, I love, how do I love Eugene so much?
3: Why do I love our space?
1: (laughs) There was good turning points too,
2: not turning points really, but just tension with like he thought Hitler tricked him. Yeah, and then it was like, oh no, it's all. It's like it really is this easy. Kind of <laughs> yeah, just
1: get you know. He blows the horn and then just points. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> that's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just it's. I, I liked the like kind of like waiting, standing there waiting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, do you, what's, what are you what are you going to do? Well, Eugene, of course, is just going to talk, and <laughs> <laughs> it, I just kind of liked when he was just kind of talking. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was just a little too much, I thought. And, and this is another thing that I've talked about before and I'll continue to talk about that like nothing to me is like more of like a bummer when like great jokes go on too long and just overstay their welcome. Yeah. Like, I feel like so much of good comedy is restraint, mm-hmm. like knowing when you've, when you've stuck the landing and then just like walking away. And sometimes frequently, I think people have a tendency just to just overdo it. I do it because I talk too much
0: on the show. <laughs> so it's the same thing. <laughs> um, what did you think of mannering? Mannering is not a real power trip here Mm. seeming kind of like a...
1: Yeah, I'm not really sure about just killing off uh, ageless entities like the Grim Reaper. The show just kind of does whatever it wants because
3: I mean
2: in the book uh, you might have to retract that statement.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I already know what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) You're right, probably. (laughs) (laughs) That's less... I mean, that's almost, like, off-screen, though, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just... it. it I think I'm, maybe I'm feeling that initial, like, fear of, like, okay, like, key parts of, like, the cosmic puzzle are starting to, like, go away. Because, mm. I mean, I... They don't put too much emphasis on that scene, but I think that we literally saw the Grim Reaper just get killed by mannering. Yeah. But with, like, a crossbow, and I was like, that was weird. Mm. Like, who's mannering that, that she, it, he,
0: whatever, is able to just, like...
1: She's kid. a superintendent.
3: Right, well, yeah.
0: Like, yeah. That was my next question was, do you think she's acting in the interest of Satan or is it just, is she literally taking control of things now that God is is gone? I guess we I don't, don't know. know. I mean, I would have to guess that Satan would be able to, you know, retaliate if he needed to, but yeah, we don't really know for sure. I mean, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. I just thought it was strange.
1: It's one of those things where, the more I think we see of that kind of stuff, the more I'm going to feel like I need some answers. I need some like boundaries, some establishment of like, these are the rules. These are who these people are. And it's just chaos. I didn't realize probably that, part of the idea.
0: I didn't realize it at the time, but now I'm, I'm disappointed that we didn't get that saint Satan exchange. Yeah.
2: yeah. That they wanted to talk.
0: Yeah. That'll be season three. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah. wonder if they're actually going to cast Satan. Yeah. And God at this point,
0: potentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they're going to have to. We'll get to that. Uh, Any other thoughts on Act 3? All right. Uh, En route to the airport, Star asked Jesse why he didn't use the word on the men, and Jesse lies, saying that he didn't have to. Jesse still hasn't gotten any calls or texts from the gang. Tulip goes to pack up the car, but when she drops her chapstick, it rolls over to the fallen security camera. Uh, Cassidy then comes upon her staring at the one up in the living room they realize that the grail has been undermining them all along Cassidy asks if they should tell Jesse but Tulip wonders what the diff- what difference it would make since it worked Cassidy pulls Banjo out and Denis walks in Cass asks if Denis can be a good boy and almost passes Banjo to him as Denis spots Tulip's thong on the bed Denis picks it up and looks at it and as Cass asks him to put it down he asks Cass in full English can you be a good lad Papa Cassie asks, no, not with the knee around, and he pushes him out of the window and into the sunlight where he burns alive. Or I guess dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yes. So Um I don't think much from that star and Jesse exchanged and more on that later probably. Mm-hmm. Uh but um I liked Tulip and Cassie putting the pieces together. Mm -hmm. finally getting that moment of like this is what happened to us but even tulip having that question of like well clearly their plan worked they were going to tear us like if they could tear us apart it's not like it's something we can really undo per se which i think is a i think it's an interesting point um because i think like it's a very pessimistic point but the idea that like They succeeded in pulling us apart with our weaknesses is kind of like the, her defeatist idea of it. Whereas Cassidy's still kind of the one of like, we should probably tell Jesse, Mm -hmm. which I think they should.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't really like this side of Tulip. It doesn't feel, doesn't feel true to either version of Tulip to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like till the end of the world is like their whole thing. Yes. Oh, unless somebody plays a series of psychological mind games and manages to manipulate us
0: into being angry at each other. Well, but here's the thing. In that instance, yes, I will walk away from you forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> here's the thing. And she says, she said till the end of the world to him in the diner last episode. Of like, but mm, right. and then she's like, but what good? What what do you need us for? Is kind of what she says to him there. Yeah. Like, part of me still kind of feels like the he's trying this out now, but he'll come back around. Especially seeing as how Denise daydream or Denise cassidy's daydream doesn't come true like i think she i think jesse's still the one you know like but
1: yeah it's just but i don't know i i I totally it's, get it's what you're not saying. satisfying to watch yep like I, I don't get it it doesn't feel it feels like they're both being they both know the other is stubborn and so they're both being stubborn and being babies just to just to do it that, that sounds a little like real life. Neither sometimes. neither <laughs> of them is being an adult. Yeah, I know. That, and that, and yeah, you're right. But it doesn't fit with what
0: we've seen. I think it just is, doesn't.
1: I feel like Tulip, if Tulip was manipulated and she found out about it, she'd norm, normally she'd be she'd shit. go kick in a door, yeah, and she'd smack a bitch, yep, and she'd call Jesse and say, "Yo, we've got a problem." Yeah, mm. yep. Like if that happened to the to them in the books, it would it would change things would change. They d- they would immediately sure. snap out they'd of it. They'd be much more different. Yeah, yeah, they they would react much differently. Yeah. That yeah, that makes sense. And uh Cassie would probably be about the same. He probably would be like, uh what? Man, I don't really like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh Denis is dead. Presumably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't think there's any coming back from that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. prob- probably not. It's uh, pretty horrifying. It was very horrifying. Mm-hmm. But I have to say for the fact that we've had like thir- almost 13 episodes <laughs> of this, I don't feel like they built to it very well. I think they kind of like hinted and and, and and gave you breadcrumbs and sprinkled it out there. But I don't think like I kind of wish that it wasn't like a shocking moment. Yeah. Like I don't I, I don't. I wish it didn't happen for the shock value of, like, oh, he's actually doing it. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish that they built to it in, like, a way of having actual suspense of, like, would yeah. Cassidy do this to his son? Which I guess they kind of did with making him a vampire in the first place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what they spent all their time on. And that's why they couldn't do it. But I, I think, I think it to me, it would have been more satisfying of, like, seeing Cassidy actually struggle with like should he put his son down because he knows that he's riled and rambunctious and i feel like we've just gotten like short glimpses of cassidy being like mm, that's kind of weird and then not dealing with it yeah throughout the latter half not of the enough, season
2: not enough events leading up to the the push and the closing of the window yeah it's like it's like he was so it was so quick for him to do it like, you're right. I think a struggle would have been... It, it have feels been like a snap
0: decision in the yeah. moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which kind of works because Cassidy's so selfish and he's like, in yeah. the moment, that conversation is very much a, oh, I'm not going to be good with you around, so I need to eliminate yeah. you. Like, for the sake of Tulip. It's yeah. also
1: kind of how he turned Denis and Dennis. I'm going to keep calling him Dennis. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of how he turned him in the first place. It was kind yeah. of a snap decision. That's true. That's very he's true. He's not much of a, like... It's in Is character, he, I suppose. Yeah, he doesn't really sure. think
0: things through. And it's not like, I guess we never, we still never really got to a point where it felt like Cassidy had any real fondness for Denis. It was still kind of like the, I've, I'm here out of obligation mm-hmm. sort of situation. Yeah. So it's, I, it it works, I guess. But I, 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 I don't know. I guess I wanted it in a slightly different way on a different plate. I wanted them to present it to me differently and then it didn't happen that way. I caught me up by surprise. I didn't expect
1: something quite that dramatic.
0: Yeah. And and that's, that's the thing. I I was surprised by it too. I wasn't necessarily expecting it, especially to go down that way or that soon, but it did. I think that that,
1: that, uh, I am going to go back and rewatch this season at some point. But I think that that might be the most interesting character moment in this season, maybe the series so far, actually, that the decision to do that is so awesome because it's, it's both heavily motivated by selfishness and by like selflessness because he does it in order to solve his own personal problem to get Denis out of here. Because he's clearly uh, against the code, whatever sort of code I, I think is out there somewhere, yeah. it, it might get Cassidy in hot water. He's getting roped in with this uh, group, which Cassidy may be aware of. It was kind mm-hmm. of hard to tell if he was caught by surprise there. Yeah, Dennis is basically a problem, and he's not gonna. And, and Cassidy knows he's not gonna listen to him, and so he just like goes homicidal about it, which is crazy. And, and scary as we see stuff on the news all the time now about as, as unfortunate as it is about like parents killing their kids and stuff. And it's like, it's, in, it's insanity yeah and presented in the context of the show. I don't really feel much differently about it. It's still his son and it's, it's like a, it's a grown man. It's like, uh, it's just, it's crazy. But at the same time he does it. For the sake of Tulip, like you said, but uh, yeah. in a way also for Jesse, because I think Cassidy, as much as he like is in love with and lusts after Tulip, I still think he kind of doesn't he doesn't want to betray Jesse that way, hmm. which I think is something that come. It's a little more clear in the books yeah. that when he does kind of have feelings, he like vote out loud as like I don't want to hurt Jesse. Like yeah. he's he still considers Jesse his his best friend, mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to do anything that would jeopardize that friendship. But at the same time he just like wants nothing but to act on these crazy urges. Yeah. And it, it's just such a cool moment and the way he handles it is really interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh and there's a lot there's a lot loaded into that push. There's sure. a there's a lot there. And um isn't I don't know. I, don't,
0: I have to see how he deals with it in season three yeah we obviously there wasn't a whole lot of time to to for him to process it or anything like that Mm -hmm. but uh any other thoughts on act four all right act five which is not the final act of this episode because it was a little (coughs) longer but uh we're treated to one long take of tulip waiting and singing in the car with cassidy and banjo coming in Tulip asks about Denis, and, but Cassidy lies and says that he decided to stay. Tulip offers Cassidy the front seat and he obliges and when Tulip decides to go and say goodbye, uh, Tulip knocks on Jenny's door and lets herself in, discovering that the the manual that Hoover was reading last week was a soul extractor manual. She also finds a screwdriver with the adhesive from the back of the camera, realizing that Jenny had been the one surveilling them. Uh, and then I didn't finish this part of the recap because i had to stow my thing away to go on the plane uh but basically they face off and draw on each other mm-hmm. and sadly tulip has the screwdriver whereas jenny or featherstone has a gun yeah uh hoover walking out of the bathroom my favorite part It's yeah. fantastic yeah. it's so good you're out of moisturizer <laughs> <laughs> the total change of intonation and everything is just spot
2: on and Jenny's still going along with it. she's like, Well, I guess I never learned yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and and then finally, Tulip puts two and two together, and it's like, I didn't tell you about that. She Dallas. just lays the cards on on the table, yeah, yeah it's good it it was a it's a very like a lot happens and falls apart, and that yeah couple cool scenes there, so that was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, what did you think about the long take around the car? It kinda of pivots around the A and B column of the car a few times. I don't know. I didn't notice it until the second. Mm-hmm the second my second across the hood right yeah well it kind of like it comes oh yeah because she's like singing and
1: then it kind of comes around the window
0: yep it comes around the window to like the front hood and then it goes back Mm -hmm. and and kind of Cassidy comes in you kind of see both of them sitting there and then it ends when she gets out of the car to go upstairs Mm -hmm. and it was just a very it was a cool moment i meant to look up the song that she sings but i obviously didn't have any time this week Mm -hmm. um something about a cowboy waiting for the pastures to change kind mm-hmm. of situation. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a nice moment. Um, I for, also forgot to mention Cassidy letting Banjo yeah, let yeah. Go. go. yeah, Which was sad. But uh, Poor little
1: Banjo just bailed. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I wondered, I, I kind of in the moment thought just Cassidy kind of realizes like he can't take care of anything like he can't can't take care of his son yeah because he killed him (laughs) but he like whether it was i don't deserve to take care of this dog or like he just kind of was making amends the fact like yeah i can't handle anything or even the
0: point of like i don't care about this like Mm -hmm. like obviously he cared enough about banjo to take him away from him yeah Yeah. but kind of like the your threat has been eliminated and therefore you no longer like need my protection kind of thing I don't think he thinks in that logical of a way, but mm-hmm. obviously like I think it yeah. was a mixture of these things. But um And he puts the sunglasses on too, right? Yeah, he's got his red yeah. sunglasses. So maybe
2: he's he's retreating you know into that.
0: Going back persona.
3: to the Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I think that and this is the thing I forgot to mention when he talks you know, when, when he says, Can you be good, Papa yeah. and he says, I don't think I can with you around. I wondered I wonder if you know what it was what it, what it is he thinks Dennis is making him do. Like I think he thinks that Dennis's behavior and like kind of wild teenage phase he's going through is going to encourage Cassidy to follow him and do the same things but like that just feels like Again, and this is the classic Cassidy character trait is blaming other people for mm-hmm. your circumstance and your mm-hmm. decisions. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think even the line like, you make me do this is like yeah. kind of, I'm surprised he didn't say that. Well,
0: I think I think like Cassidy's half-assed teachings to Denis in this season of kind of being like that we don't feed on people unless we need to heal, and even then it's not people, it's just blood um like i f- to me it felt like i think there's something to it of like it 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 feels very much of like like an alcoholics anonymous kind of situation mm-hmm. I was of just about like to say addiction I don't yeah. allow myself to be in the presence of these things, and clearly he doesn't just make it of like the like he realizes that Denis is going on a path of destruction that he mm-hmm. needs to end, yeah. I think but also, yeah, it very much can be like that's Cassidy's problem if he created it and there's people out there that are gonna know that that was his creation. Therefore, like I, I think there's a lot to it and I think it can be read as very selfish, but all, like I think in some cases with addiction you have to be selfish like that and you mm-hmm. cut off those relationships that mm-hmm. you know are going to draw you back into those kinds of patterns you know yeah
1: it is it it's obviously very loaded because yeah. he can't just cut him off because if Dennis is running around and making more vampires it's a problem yeah I just think it's it's cool that he it's cool from a story perspective that rather than stay in New Orleans and deal with this problem and try to help guide his son into like a comfortable vampire lifestyle he wants to just catch the plane to Bimini with cut with off tulip. all ties and yeah just, he'd rather just kill him yeah just be done with it yeah it's dark some dark shit it's super dark
3: yeah. yeah
2: remember the uh the time when jesse kind of said to him well, "What? why would i trust a junkie mm-hmm. remember when yeah. jesse was saying that to him it was a good that was a good scene that and that also had cassidy's like manipulation kind of um goading of jesse about tulip you know that that scene shows way more relevance now you know? yeah.
0: yeah yeah for sure yeah um any other thoughts on this little stretch short as they act of the episode I think it was less than five minutes but
1: mm. uh yeah just Hoover yeah <laughs> Hoover's Hoover just, all day star. every
0: day uh the soul extractor which mm-hmm. we'll, gonna, I are, guess uh, we'll talk uh, about we'll talk more about
1: that in a second yeah. Tulip I don't know what she was thinking there she's not gonna win that fight <laughs> yeah I don't think Jesse could win that fight. No. I, I would have been... Was, well, that was the she one... not
2: expect... She didn't know that that was Featherstone, and she, maybe she... Well, she knew that Jenny had a gun. Yeah, Jenny did have a gun.
1: I think Tulip's smart enough, she would assume yeah. somebody's got a gun. Yeah. I would have thought her first move would have been get back into the hallway. Yeah. Or duck but, or something. Yeah. Um, we did have a... She's been getting shot at all season so maybe it didn't didn't phase
0: her. We had a tweet from Cr- Christina on Twitter it said is Jesse, I don't know, excuse me. Uh she said I call BS on Laura being on to- uh, Laura, yeah. I call BS on Laura being tulips downfall. She fought uh, she just fought the Saint. No way Featherstone had a chance. Mm-hmm. It seems like a weird. You don't really fight the Saint though.
3: Yeah. If the saint wants to kill you,
0: you're dead. Yeah, that's true. Yes. I mean, she that, she was just in the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she got thrown aside and what. But it still feels weird that this would be the thing that does Tulip in when she seems to be resourceful in most other situations. Like, obviously, her guard was down, but I think finding that adhesive in the screwdriver, like, it's hard because it's not like she had reason to think that featherstone would have the upper hand but i also kind of feel like in learning that tulip should have realized that there's more to this and that she needs to play it safer than Mm -hmm. especially with hoover there and clearly in on it like so there's two
1: people in there i think that her basic instinct would to tell her to
0: get back she's not the brightest crayon in the box but she does she, like, bless you, she does understand that, like, I feel like she's street smart enough to know that mm-hmm. she needs to nope out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was,
1: it was, uh, the only thing I could think is that Tulip is sometimes maybe she's got a bit of a temper, and I think that her her rage will sometimes kind of blind her yeah. to the best choice. Like, Jesse, I think, is the is very, very tactical, and mm-hmm. he would have, mm-hmm. he would have found a way to... To get out of that but tulip i think just she's she's kind of like a raw nerve sometimes yeah yeah and so i think she was kind of pissed at jenny like you know yeah it's just the slow knife you know really got to her yeah
0: that makes sense i like She may the... have legitimately thought she could beat her to the draw with a screwdriver i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i like the duality of that scene you see you see yeah tulip put the put the uh, a screwdriver behind her back, and as soon as you see Featherstone in that doorway, you're like, "She's doing the same thing right mm-hmm. now. She's got yeah. something." Yeah, and then they, they show it and very well. Yeah, yeah you yeah. get that moment of suspense yeah. of like, "Okay, this is."
2: So we haven't seen what maybe she did get the drop on, on Featherstone. Yet. Yeah, we don't know what Featherstone know. looks
0: like.
3: That's yeah. true. <laughs> Should see the other guy. I mean, you know when someone <laughs> yeah, says <exactly>. that, <laughs> you know, like
2: got a screwdriver. They're not around, around her head. when when. Yeah, they're gone after yeah, the true. next act.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. So, uh, and I did pay a little closer attention to that situation. So I, and I don't know that it has much significance, but we'll talk about it in a second. So, act six. Uh, as Jesse and Hairstar board the plane to go to Jimmy Kimmel, Jesse receives a voicemail from Cassidy. We cut to Jesse racing out of the plane and getting into a white car where Hairstar tells him to go to his friends. But when he's ready to come back for his soul, or when he's ready to come back for his soul... Uh, featherstone calls up star and he berates them and tells them to cancel the ambulance that has been called for tulip jesse races into denise's apartment and attempts to tend to tulip in a calm fashion with a frantic cassidy trying to assist however they realize that tulip doesn't have much longer cassidy demands that jesse try to use the word and he tries to tell her to breathe but the wor- word crackles and fails cassidy pushes jesse aside and attempts to turn her but jesse kicks him away and as they fight tulip continues to gasp for air Cassidy yells at Jesse that she's going to die, and Jesse holds him back, saying to let her die. We cut to Jesse and Cassidy in Tulip's car with her body in the back seat. Cassidy tells Jesse something he's wanted to say for a long time, that he hates him. Jesse scoffs and says, you hate me now, just you wait. The car turns down the tree-lined road to Angelville as a chicken crosses the road, potentially the same chicken that was revived at the beginning of the episode. The immortal chicken. Yeah, several several years ago. Uh, we pull out from the shot to a hotel room where the man and uh, the man dog mask resides on a bedpost. A walk to the peak plays as someone pees in the bathroom. The toilet flushes, and the door opens to reveal a figure, but the audience is blinded by the light. Okay, um,
1: Mark Harlick, uncredited as man opening door. <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope he was hired because he looked exactly like us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, God, that'd be amazing if there was some old portrait of like some Renaissance artist who
0: drew God and it like just looks like <laughs> Mark Harley. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Hairstar stole Jesse's soul at some point. And he holds it in an SD card case. <laughs> <laughs>
2: at, like it, like he opened
1: it up, he's like, your soul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there were two Hairstar lines I loved in this episode. I forgot to mention one of them already. It was earlier. And then in this scene when he's like, Tonight on Kimmel. The way he just like, <laughs> yeah. he had like a hand gesture that was really funny. If you want to hear more, tune in tonight on Kimmel.
3: <laughs> so
1: good. The other one was when he uh, mentioned the, hold on, I gotta get the phrasing right. Uh, after they were leaving the classroom, and he says, the anxious pupil who defecated on my shoe. <laughs> okay. Also
0: very good. Very good. God, he's so
1: amazing. Mm-hmm. Um,. I don't know how Harry Starr became the best character on the show, yeah, right' in the books, yeah, you get excited when he shows up sure. cause he but it's usually because he's gonna screw up mm-hmm. and you can't wait to see how he reacts but in the show just I get excited no matter what he does yeah. like, everything he's done is perfect
0: yeah the uh the reporters at the at the airplane are asking questions they they want to know about his powers, mm-hmm. yeah even though like there's no real indication of powers and right. other than him fighting, yeah. And then somebody asked, is it true you read A Nun's Mind? <laughs> and somebody else says, what's up with those shiny collar things, preacher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right.
2: The media always. Yeah, I've been reading uh, about the Toronto Film Festival uh, um, press and stuff like that. And uh, Angelina Jolie has a movie, but no one's asking about it. They're just asking, like, well, how, how have you been since Brad? You know? yeah. So, like, the media is not really concerned with the real stuff. Yep.
1: You know? yep. Did you guys see the thing with Jim Carrey at the fashion show? Yeah, channel? that was cool. Did you watch it? Yeah, no, I, I watched not. it. Yeah. Twice. Oh. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's simultaneously really awesome and at the same time like kind of troublesome. He shouldn't have done that to that person. I mean, like,
2: I don't know if she... Like, she she didn't know what she was walking into, that, that, that interviewer.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone would have. It's not well, the way I would expect Jim Carrey to behave, but... Mm part of what he says is so awesome and you're like, you kind of get behind it, but at the same time you're like, man, he's being kind of an asshole right now. Right. But then another part of you is like, has he broken from reality? Like, does he really <laughs> he's been through some shit, man? Yeah. Like, does his he girlfriend
2: re- committed suicide? I think that was like the major thing that happened and he doesn't like gun violence. Remember, remember him denouncing uh yeah. kick ass mm-hmm.
1: are anyway, getting off topic. Yeah, it was anyway, it was, it was interesting though, because that, that kind of, that seemed like something that would happen on Preacher. Mm. Like it was just like an an act of like extreme celebrity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch because I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Yeah, but. yeah. You you should. All right, mm. I will.
1: I know you like Jim Carrey. I everyone, do. Like everyone Jim does. Yeah. If you're from our generation and mm-hmm. like our oh, yeah. age bracket, liar, liar. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he ruled the '90s. Oh yeah, and he was the household name and like beloved. Mm-hmm. Like not on the level of like Robin Williams, but like. Up there, yeah. But anyway, yeah, you'll have to watch it. I don't even know how we got on that. You said something (laughs) about the The media, media. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and asking Angelina Jolie about,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah, yeah, Yeah. totally. Uh, So yeah, the phone conversation with Featherstone, I thought was really good. He he just answers the phone. (laughs) Idiots, shut up. I'll deal with you later. (laughs) Cancel the ambulance. You can just just do
3: that. You can call the hospital.
1: Yeah, Yeah, she'll die. But you need to turn around and go back.
0: So Jesse's obviously going to have to go back for a soul, period. Okay, so here's a question. Yeah.
1: Is that, I I assume that he has the part of the soul in there that the saint had. Did they extract Jesse's soul from the saint? Ooh.
0: Hmm. I think it's the missing portion of his soul. It seemed like a lot, though. It seemed like more than the 1% to me. Yeah, it did
2: seem like more, like, significant enough where he was like, what?
0: Not like, that the quantity of soul is like, we're yeah. talking about real nebulously <laughs> defined things <laughs> yeah. here. but I, that, I initially thought right away that while they had the saint captive. That totally makes sense. And Hoover being in the car trying to figure out how to work it so that he could extract it. Yes. But I also that That, makes me that makes me curious about the circumstances of like what would make the saint I guess that (sighs) may have been
1: part of their deal was part of Hoover's deal because he kind of said like we have a proposition or something but we never really got to hear the terms. Yeah. So maybe it was like you have to give up his soul but you have to pretend like you still have it because he kind of did tell him. Oh no no no! Well, that's no, the thing. The saint doesn't say anything about having his soul. He's like, "Well, we'll do. We'll do this again later." And he leaves. And then Jesse's like, "He's got part of my soul." And Mannering says, "Well, that sucks."
0: Well, but and well, the saint ref, uh, refers to the fact that he was chicken shit and would not send part of his soul. But obviously, it doesn't. Like Jesse tries to use the word and it fails on the saint in that instance as well. So the saint may have been using it as like a as like a bluff, potentially. Yeah, but. It, so, I can see that being a thing because I guess like maybe the deal is essentially like that, like maybe they were aware that that is why the word worked on the saint, and, so and therefore it. were like we're going to take this out of you so that he can't do that to you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I wonder if Star has had his soul extracted and
1: keeps it in like his that keeps it in like a yeah. locket. <laughs> He keeps it like a Beauty and the Beast and like a vase <laughs> in his chambers. It wilts. Yeah. Until
0: he... Get out. <laughs> Pip Torrens for Beast. Oh. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, Pip Torrens is anything.
3: <laughs> Seriously. He's so awesome.
0: Uh, yeah. That's interesting. That makes a lot of sense. I think the soul stuff's going to end up being
1: really cool. And I poo-pooed on it real hard earlier in this season. hmm and I, I'm not ready to reneg my poo poo yet. Yeah. But I'm open to being very wrong, and I feel like they're gonna actually put the soul stuff to
0: good use. That's good. I'm glad that you're open to it. because to me it does not like it was weird when it popped up, but it feels in place now. Like it I does. Feel like they, I
1: like they planted the seed and they let it kind of germinate, and now here we are. And yeah. suddenly I'm okay
0: with this shit. So there <laughs> yeah. you go. No, that's that's cool. That's do. You, how do you feel about that, Lance? Like, how do you feel about it as a comic reader? And like, what? Yeah.
2: Well, I, I I love that they're making it their own. That they that they that they created something and they're gonna they're gonna run with it. As long as the everything kind of is logical, I think yeah. we're good with it. You know, like even now, I'm thinking throughout this whole episode, I'm thinking like, okay, so he gave up his soul. Immediately, the the Saint of Killers the tablet or whatever yeah and then and then the, the word still worked yep so like i'm like okay so giving up the soul genesis may not cling to you so much anymore but like it's still like it's still kind of it's not it's not all clicking for me yet you
0: know yeah yeah
2: but i do like the i, I still remember the conversation where um he went to that soul shop Mm-hmm. And he was like, Is this place still in business? Or yeah. Mama Mama Cass's still in business? Like, yeah. I, I can I like that. I like that what they're making. That's the John Wick thing. That's the Yes, the uh, world building. Uh, the world building. Yep. So yeah. If they do more of that,
0: I'll i oh, Yeah, happy. I think we're in to infro a, a world of world building in season three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um Tulip Dying. Does that happen in the books? And like okay, don't look at us. don't. Yeah, don't, this don't is, do it. It's hard for me to ask about this. Uh, was it something you guys were thinking? Was it on the table? Was it expected in any way? Like what? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. For me, yes. Right. Well, for both of us, yes. Yeah.
2: Well, Dominic Cooper kind of laid the egg.
1: Oh, did he? Well, yeah. He said the cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. He said like okay. a big bombshell gets dropped, and it's a, yeah. yeah. So
0: this is an event that happens in the books.
1: Lance, well, Lance. Lance told me about Dominic Cooper saying that like it's something big happens and it's kind of a cliffhanger and I was like when he told me I was like ooh I wonder what it is and I kind of had a different theory and then Lance said I think I it'll think be Tulip this. dying all right yeah
0: well okay and so that that I, I this happens in some form in the comics we don't know any repercussions or how the how com- it the comic ends they're there already <laughs> <laughs> damn dead. it Tulip's dead it's over um so okay the all princesses right. in another castle that's that's all i wanted to know yeah. from from that kind
3: of fast um facets. they do
2: a good job at keeping comic book readers uh
1: satisfied and also making it their own yeah yeah i'm a little wary about exactly what's going to happen in season 3 regarding the dead tulip situation mm-hmm. and i guess that's all i have to say right now yeah
0: yeah, I, I yeah, I don't think we can say too much about it. I think that the show is going to try to make
1: a lot of things forthcoming their own, and I I fear that that's going to be for worse.
0: Like yeah, yeah. I, th- and that's that's kind of the thing is I was like, <sighs> especially at the beginning of this episode, I asked you how much the spirituality of of Grandma was like Ramo. the the idea that that she can resurrect the chicken at the beginning of the episode like if that's not necessarily the
1: yeah uh i
0: i think we should we should step away yeah. from this
1: part i i just think there there are certain story beats in the book that i i truly believe cannot be improved upon okay they're so flawless in their design and their execution and I fear that they're going to take a big one and try to make it something different, and it's not going to sit well with me. I, okay. I can say with almost near certainty.
0: Hmm. All right, that's interesting. How did you guys feel about the, the the death scene, like that fight? And it was uh, it was very wrenching, unsettling. Yeah, yeah. it was great. I really loved Dominic Cooper's calm. Yeah, with the situation Tried of like to MacGyver it too. Yeah, he tries to MacGyver <laughs> it, and just his yeah. like his he's very collected in the situation, trying to figure it out, put it together. Obviously, Cassidy's just going insane. Yeah,
1: that was very Jesse from the comics. Yeah. I really dug that because I feel like that guy's been kind of absent a lot of this season. But when there's a situation, I mean, he's he hasn't had a lot of control the whole season, and, and yeah. it gets him kind of down, and he acts kind of lost and stupid. But in this situation, he has no control either, and yet he. He is clear and he's focused, mm-hmm. and it was really, really cool to see to know that his love for Tulip will—he won't panic. Yeah, like t- Cassidy's—the notion of of
0: losing Tulip to Cassidy turns him into a maniac. Well, and all, I mean, obviously, some of that collected function is the idea that maybe he knows that he can get her back to life. That's true. Yeah, so that I think that also. Has some function to it, but it also feels like he may, like maybe they had been in this kind of situation before. It kinda felt like that too. Yeah. Jesse and Tulip. Oh, yeah, Tulip. Like she's Getting she's killed again. Yeah. <laughs> she's like Kenny from South Park. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um Boy,
1: isn't Tulip lucky to have two guys who know how to resurrect
2: her?
3: Isn't that, <laughs> yeah. isn't that something? Yeah. I
1: I really uh I'm very glad Jesse's like true feelings on vampires comes out. Because mm-hmm. he's horrified at the idea of tulip being a vampire the
2: word he uses in the book which i don't know if he uses it here but he
0: can i say it can say it okay (laughs) abomination yep uh yeah yeah well and he has such a violent reaction to learning about cassidy in the first season yep the idea that he's gotten over it with cassidy but still will not let Tulip. i I
1: like that he like likes him as like a as like a dude but like as as what he because he keeps it under pretty under wraps yeah As like a that's why I was a little in this season when he when he's like, oh look, here's Dennis. He's a vampire now too. Jesse's coming. Like, oh. Jesse has
0: no reaction to it. Right, like cool.
1: it's not. Yeah, good for you, Cass. <laughs> and just kind of moves along. And I was like, that's weird. Because yeah. vampires don't sit particularly well with him. And I'm glad that he's fi- he kind of snaps out of it. And like the, the thought of Tulip being a vampire, like he would kill Cass. He would f- he'd fucking murder him if like he was seriously there was a chance that he was going to turn Tulip and, and yeah. Jesse couldn't resolve the situation. He'd use the word on on Cassidy for sure, and yeah, I don't know what he would do, but it would be bad. Is he just vampires, and it just doesn't jive for him? I I really really liked that the show like, like had him finally like put his foot in the sand and be yeah. like, no, never. He would rather watch her bleed out and die on the kitchen floor than be a vampire. That's pretty pretty badass, I think.
0: The um, we commented last week on Jesse's inability to reckon with the word not working and it feels bad to me that i think they like held it back for this frantic moment of like cassidy questioning it and then finally jesse's like i don't know like i don't know why it's happening like it it obviously like we had spoken about maybe wanting a montage or something of him trying to suss out why it's not working or what exactly is going on and obviously we wouldn't necessarily get that but the idea that like that is given 15 to 20 seconds of runtime in this season sucks but it also kind of feels like a, okay this is a seed for where things could go next season as well like I get that but it <sighs> It didn't. It didn't feel great to me. Like it, it. It felt like they were. They didn't. Like they purposely didn't address it previously because they wanted it to be a frenetic. Oh, it's not working right now for Tulip's sake. Mm-hmm. Kind of situation. So, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um. Cassidy saying that he hates Jesse. Uh, to me right now, it feels like we aren't going to get to a place where they are best of buds yeah do you guys agree with that Mm -hmm. uh you made you made a comment earlier in this episode about how where they're putting cassidy at the end of the episode is kind of
1: yeah because a few things he does killing dennis also the scene in the car with tulip when they're getting ready to leave and she's like oh i need to go say goodbye they, they've they kind of done like a role reversal with Cassidy and Jesse because usually in the books it's Jesse and Tulip like everything's good even when they're fighting with each other there's no mistaking that they are bound to each other and yeah. they will never stray till death mm-hmm. and it's always kind of like the two of them versus Cassidy like if Cassidy acts like a weirdo or he says something douchey or like He beats up somebody too far. It's always the two of them against him. Okay, he's always the outcast. He's always the misfit. He's always the the third wheel the He's he's all yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he's always the one sitting in the backseat. Like that's just that's the way the relationship is, and it's not really going to change. And in this show, it's almost like there's this weird like simpatico between uh, Tulip and Cassidy, and it's them versus Jesse all the time. This whole season, it's, like, them against him and them rolling their eyes at him and them, like, waiting on him. Yeah. And it's an interesting dynamic. It's kind of cool because Joe Gilgan brings so much lovability to Cassidy and he's just, like, so much fun to watch. And you kind of, when you're with him, you're going to, like, yeah, Jesse is kind of a douche. And then all it takes is like one scene at the end of this episode where Jesse rolls in to try to save the day and suddenly like he's won me back over to his side. And I'm like, Yeah, what what is Cassidy thinking? Trying yeah. to turn him into a vampire? Like, how dare he? It's fun how the show is kind of playing with it back and forth with kind of who's your hero in the show. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of uh actually I can't think of anything to compare it to. I don't know. Anyway. It's uh it's pretty cool. But yeah, even at the end of the episode. So the hate I was a little shocked by that. I was like, this is it's still early in the life of this story for them to, like, really be at any sort of odds with each other. Well, like, and it could be the shock of the
0: situation, too. That, that's what I was going
1: to say, yeah. yeah. I think that there's a lot... Like, tensions are riding really high, and I think this is the first time Cass usually felt much of anything for a long time, so he's probably still kind of...
0: And it can also be the fallout of not using the word on Anthony as well, because yeah. I know that... Like, Lance picked up on that a lot more than I did, even, of, like... Mm-hmm. Cassidy's kind of anger towards that situation Of not helping him out You're gonna hold it in he, hold that, he, that animosity And it finally comes yeah. out after all of this yeah. Insanity occurs in this episode
2: But doesn't he say There's been something I'm wanting to tell you for a long time Yeah yeah. You know I remember in season one When He um, Cassidy lit, lit lit himself on fire like yeah. to, sh- the to, to, show to show Jesse Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's been since then. Maybe that's the long time. It's like, you know, yeah, yeah. ever since. And I've been hanging around with you because I got nothing better to do. But I just want to, you know, hey.
0: Because doesn't Cassidy bring a fire extinguisher out with him or something like that? Yeah. And, And Jesse chooses to do nothing.
2: Yeah, he... Brought the fire extinguisher back in, but it didn't look like it was used or something like
0: that. But, well, no, because then I think, or maybe Tulip just goes in and grabs it to put him out. I can't yeah. remember exactly how yeah. How that played out. But, yeah, I mean, that could be the thing of just Cassidy feeling the, but like, it, you think you're better than me, like, yeah. mm-hmm. you despise me so much, but.
1: Yeah, I think that the, the line between love and hate is very thin and blurred for them, and it's going to continue to be so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Cassidy is definitely a firm believer and practitioner of all seven deadly sins, but I think um, <laughs> yeah. I think envy is, is really high up on his list. Yeah, sure. Sure. He definitely envies what Jesse has and mm-hmm. who Jesse is, and I think that some of the yeah. hatred or supposed hatred is coming from that place as well. Yeah. And now that, yeah, and now that Tulip's
2: gone, it's like, why am I even hanging around you? Yeah. You know, not gone, but dead. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Same difference.
0: Yeah. Um any other thoughts before we get to God for a little bit?
2: The oh my god, beautiful um trees and and yeah. landscape. That was a gorgeous uh, gorgeous looking shot.
0: Well, and even yeah, that shot as they speed down that road and and the way like it's shot on some kind of it's, I don't think it's a crane. Maybe it's a crane, or something. It but kind of the way, like it kind of hovers behind them, of mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, of maybe how God is seeing <laughs> what's going on, or would have if He had the dog suit on, or however that actually works. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that like just the way that that was shot as they move through that, and not to mention like I was thinking about it. Nick said it earlier with about, about Hell and seeing the green that Hell had on the outside. and we obviously get a lot of green in the swamp as well but angelville kind of feels like the most like natural place that we've seen instead of like the streets of new orleans with very distinct civilization hasn't found it yet yeah and so like it's it's a very uh what's the word i'm looking for it's a refreshing mm-hmm. like like nick said about about hell <laughs> thirst quenching yes mm-hmm. for sure we have
1: to talk about hitler and eugene
0: oh damn it yeah yeah. Well, yeah we i totally
1: that left that out i think in the breaking bad verse <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: the drop-off point
1: we can keep it short yeah basically yeah. they're on like a, the
2: bus did you know it was gonna happen Oh, go it, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it, you know you what? I, I, missed
0: it. I missed it in Act 5. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It was in the previous act. But Hitler and Eugene at the back of a bus in a very metropolitan area, they get dropped off by the uh, distant Vistas van, mm-hmm. um, which is the same travel company that uh, Fiore and, and mm-hmm. DeBlanc used in season one. And um, they do get dropped off. It is not at the Breaking Bad location, though. No. It's a different one. It's a different one? Okay. Yeah, it, it kind is. of looks like a power substation of some it kind. It does. I okay. searched for that. I searched for power substation in New Orleans to try and find the location, but I I didn't. Okay. Okay. But um. Yeah. So then Hitler runs away, and um. You know, I think I like the moment with Eugene. Kind of like my dad would get a kick out of meeting you. I'd feel like his dad would <laughs> shoot him on sight. Well was his dad the history channel. Maybe his dad the history
2: (laughs) channel line, but I thought maybe his
0: dad was like a like a neo Nazi. Oh that's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I could see that for sheriff root, but um Yeah, that's really kinda so Hitler escapes. Hitler
1: escaped hell.
0: (laughs) And it seems
1: to me like he was He's been playing Eugene. Like he was planning been, He's, he's playing he the ultimate yeah. long con. That adorable smile was... It's sinister. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Because... So, I, I think we're meant to be a little, a little bit confused as to, like, what just happened? But at yeah. the same time, when Hitler runs away in street clothes... Gets hit by a car. And Eugene says, oh, shit. Yeah. I think <laughs> he realizes, like, I brought Hitler out of hell and back onto Earth. 60 some odd years <laughs> later. Yeah. Yeah. And he just leaves. He doesn't like go follow him and kill him and send him back. He just like turns and goes the other way. Yeah. Uh, on the one hand, I'm I'm like, Oh, thank God. Hitler's evil still. Like I'm kind of, am relieved. Glad, glad, Gl- glad that that happened. But at the <laughs> same time, it's a little confusing because.
0: Oh, so here's, I may an answer my own question. Here's my, here was my indication of this is that, or or what I kind of, Something that I thought about as it happened, I I was wondering because Nick has mentioned in the past the idea that there are several factions vying for Genesis in the comic. I was like, what if Hitler learns about this and wants a piece of it? Like that, yeah. that felt like the God clearest. God damn it, Alex! You just didn't let me get wow. there yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Man, like that. That and I mean. I think that's how it works out, and if it gets me more Noah Taylor, then absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, f- ugh, ugh, fine. Shit. We'll just go right there, Alex. <laughs> I was. I had one
1: w- in one of my blown. notes. <laughs> in one of my notes, I wondered: Is Hitler going to be like an, an opposing anti? Is he going to be like an opposing Messiah? Ah, uh, the fact that Hitler has is is reappearing. Hitler is risen. Mm. Essentially, yeah, that would be trending if Hitler showed up. <laughs> Man. And yeah. think, oh my God! Just think about what Seth Rogen and them are like. Oh,
3: oh <laughs> my God! <laughs> in twenty seventeen slash
1: eighteen, with the everything that's been happening recently in our country, and I feel like I don't need to even say anything. Further. No, no, I don't think you do. But yeah, is this where they were going, <laughs> or is it where they're gonna go for sure? I think now. Sometimes I think Seth Rogen just on his couch, just getting <laughs> baked. He's watching the news and going, oh my God, like that worked out. And he's just yeah. like, he's really excited about, oh, wow. you know, not excited, but like he's going to use
0: it. This conversation makes me very excited for yeah. this entire thing, which is almost like, oh my God, I think I've kind of turned around on the whole hell thing this season.
1: Well, I but, still think we were there a little too much, but yeah. Yeah. You know, this is why. We, I, I think I, and maybe all three of us need to rewatch yeah. some stuff to kind of see how it's, how it sits. But it, it definitely feels like what I was going to say, what was confusing to me was why Hitler didn't just leave with Eugene and the Reaper. But maybe the Reaper would be like, no, Hitler, you're good. You stay here. And he needed to maybe he just hid in the tree line and waited
0: for his opportunity to uh, like he, like, I guess that's like maybe... How would Mannering know to come get them unless maybe Hitler was luring her out to kill? Well, we, we definitely knew they were being followed as the, the manhole cover was getting open. Yes,
1: exactly. Behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, Hitler probably knew. Hitler's probably made escape attempts before. He, he might know the drill. So He knew exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, he knew that shit. Anyway, would. I answered my own question because I was wondering why he would leave, but he probably just hid in the trees right there and waited and then used the, the horn thing and you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, before I forget, and Mike's this is the only thing from Mike's email I was going to mention. And yeah, I just want to know if I'm right. He said uh, in one of his recent emails to us last the bit with Hitler being hit by the car and running away reminded me of something in pop culture, but I can't remember it. Looked very similar. My immediate thing that I thought of was uh, in Kingpin when Bill Murray does his weird like run away from Claudia after he gets uh, <laughs> he gets roughed up by Woody Harrelson. He goes Claudia I'm in room 305, and he like does this weird run, <laughs> and it's like the exact same thing <laughs> that Hitler did. So I'm like, "If that's it, let me know. Look, um, is that
2: somebody getting hit by a car and getting back up or just getting hit by
1: a car? I think he said the run I think he said the it run. was the way he okay. runs away but it's very
0: very very similar to the way Bill Murray does it where he kind of right. looks a couple <laughs> ways and isn't sure exactly which <laughs> way he's going <laughs> to The last go. bit with Hitler being hit by the car and running away reminded me of something in pop culture but I can't remember it. It looked very similar. So that's what it reminded me of yeah. but it
1: could definitely be something else. I'm something sure there's many other movies where uh, someone's got hit by a car oh, sure. and like ran away in a hilarious way.
0: When I read that email I was like yeah it feels vaguely familiar to me too but I don't necessarily Really know that I can.
1: Yeah, because Bill Murray's even got like a weird kind of limp going on in that moment. It's like partially in the way he runs too. Hmm. Anyway, bigger in McCracken.
0: Yeah, one Wanted of the great one
1: of the great screen you know, villains of all time. Yeah, I don't know if it's happened in the in the show so much, but it always happened
2: in the book when people would see ours face, they would get completely grossed out and like start puking. And so that yeah, happened yeah. here, where some lady was like, "Ew!" Yeah, yep. that was really nice. Yep. I like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And and now we're just like, "Oh man, poor Eugene." Yeah, he's so great. <laughs> Least in hell, no one really. Well, they picked on him. They picked on him, picked too, on him but yeah. for the most part, they got used to it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, I definitely want did not want to let the Hitler thing because I I kind of had I, we, Alex. You and I are on the same wavelength there. I think yep. that he's going to rise to power in some regard. Yeah. And Jesse's going to have to beat up Hitler. Okay. Um. Okay. Lance <laughs> I'm is just in.
2: like oh shit, Hitler is who we thought he was. Not to, <laughs> all
0: right. Not to not to make any light of like any Tyler. Situations. You can't every, you can't trust Hitler. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Like the but the Nick Nick your your idea of like them wondering what they can do with this new situation that they found themselves in with the politics of today the idea that like Hitler would try to take control of a neo Nazi group but yet they're just a bunch of like schlubby white guys that are just fucking like <laughs> yeah that that'll yeah. be interesting
1: <laughs> well either that or like Hitler will there's a lot of avenues they could go with it and and you know like we've expressed all season where you draw the line with how much you're yes. going to play hitler for laughs is yep. always interesting but if hitler comes back and like calls upon his ranks and he's just like disappointed in what they've become yep. he's like what this is yep. this is what happened to my to my mighty this is my party. legacy yeah exactly yeah like shredder all bummed out and <laughs> the foot soldiers are all a bunch of kids all right and yeah i don't know I, I think that they may have they may have set up something pretty pretty uh particularly interesting, yeah, and uh, i'm I'm very intrigued, intrigued, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I'm not excited to see how it plays out, but i'm I'm a little anxious i'm I'm intrigued for sure, yeah, like I still can't believe the season's over, It feels weird, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels long
0: but not long enough, yeah, yeah I don't know yeah. it's yeah. very we weird. we
2: came a long way, I was thinking about that earlier, we came a long way, like. Getting to New Orleans and the Victor thing, and then, well,
0: yeah, then, we got. We'll okay, have to save it for the wrap up because yeah. I like I will. I will try and figure out a way to distill things down. Yeah. To give us a fuller picture of the season in terms of like a recap, but yeah, for sure. Um, the last moment in the hotel room with the with the man dog suit, we hear the jazz song. I walk to the peak. Playing. You hear a woman too, like like Is maybe it, he's like
2: got you know somebody there with him.
0: yeah you hear a woman like moaning or something like that which seems kind of like it didn't to me sound like she was in the bathroom but i maybe, thought it was in, like an adjoining room yeah that's kind oh, of what i was thinking like, too yeah, like yeah. you're supposed to think it's some kind of divey motel yeah exactly situation but like where tom hanks stays in big <laughs> <laughs> uh he's got dr pepper diet dr pepper cans strewn about it's very interesting to see what they choose to portray. If yeah. This is God. Like what it actually. Do, do you guys have any particular like. Do, do you know where this is going? I is mean. It, I.
1: Kind of. I No I don't know. Okay. I have. You have suspicions. I have thoughts. Yeah. But I don't really know much of anything anymore about this show. Yeah.
0: That's fair. Um, It. Yeah, it just seemed like a like a a tease to me. I don't know. Definitely, it was it was an after credits yeah, to, after to credits
3: stinger.
0: Like God's God's on Earth.
1: Yes, that was God. Yes, he was in the suit. It was it was answered. He was the guy in the suit. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, pat on the back if you got that right. I guess
0: <laughs> the and yeah and maybe maybe part of it is that they didn't want to just kind of leave it on Tulip maybe. Dying, maybe being resurrected—I don't know. Like a kind no, of. Oh no! It was it was, it was a very cool.
1: Last scene yeah. to
0: show that yes, he was
1: in New Orleans. The rumors were true. He does like jazz. That's true. He was in the dog suit. So Jesse was. He was on he the was, trail. He was, he was under his nose all along. He just didn't know it. So it's pretty tantalizing to think. Yeah. It's pretty cool. The shot was cool,
2: pulling from pulling from the eye and, and panning
1: uh, over. And yeah, that rotating. was really neat. Yeah, yeah,
3: that was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah.
1: The. Uh, the whole dog suit, though that 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 bit, I, I'm confused by. Like, why yeah. would God be doing that? Yeah, was doesn't... he in
2: the dog suit at the strip club? Remember that? Remember, like that lady who knew who God was. Like, so he put on the dog suit to hide from Jesse, but then he didn't really hide from him. I don't
0: know. Yeah, like, are are you wondering if he came in in the dog suit? <laughs> That's what I'm kind of wondering. Yeah. into like, the strip club. Because if if
2: if he's the man dog. Then he ha- had that suit on so that no one would know he was God. But when he showed up in the strip club, was he a man talking to the woman? Yeah.
0: You know? When did she said, when did he acquire she said, that dog She suit? said that she like you would know if you saw him. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I mean but why so is was he actually like involved in some weird sex act?
0: Yeah, and that's the thing is, is that's my I, question. I because feel God
1: I don't think Based on kind of the book and also what they've what they were saying in the show, what the characters were saying, it sounded like he just wanted to get away and like be on like vacation, not like get involved in a weird sex shit. Well, but
0: here's the thing is that we don't really like Like we get the Pope and the Archbishop's ideas of what maybe happen. I don't know that we know anybody that could speak with any authority. Like even the angels Fior and DeBlanc, like I don't know that anybody like They they obviously didn't know that God was gone Because they were afraid they were going to get called From up above Or maybe that doesn't necessarily matter But I don't think We've spoken to anybody that necessarily Would have the authority To know where God is going And what he's doing and why he's doing it So I don't know and part of me feels like the man dog thing is going to be f- completely forgotten <laughs> and never brought up again. Like it was just yeah. kind of a funny.
1: Yeah. I'm just curious what, what the motivation was for all those characters. Yeah. Like,
0: and for him, like, was he actually
1: like involved in sex acts with people? Yeah. Cause that seems a little too far, I think for the show. And
2: even. I always got thrown off by the title sequence that where you would see the man dog and then the lady like pulled on his collar and then. There was a blood splatter on the wall, which was obviously from two different scenes. But yeah. I thought that was like... A well, I'm
1: trying to remember the scene now because he sits forward. Like he leans, he like sits forward on the little couch. Mm-hmm. Well, does he sit forward in like surprise? Is that an expression of like, oh shit, it's Jesse? Mm-hmm. Like, is it like a moment of recognition? And then he like... I don't know. And then he like plays it cool? i like not just sits sure. and waits to see what happens?
2: And does he even know who Jesse is or just maybe he feels Genesis? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. he knows. Yeah.
1: He's God. (laughs) Right. He's all knowing. Yeah. He's got them. I mean, um, in the book, there's no, there's no bones about it. Like he knows mm, who Jesse is. He knows what he's about. He knows that he has Genesis. Mm -hmm. He's got them prayer tapes to listen to. Right. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. Star. Star stolen. (laughs) God, star. Yeah. I was going to try and go back to it, but I can't. That's, That's fine. Yeah.
1: We'll talk
2: about it later. Yeah. There was a little Easter egg. Did you see this? This was on TV time the amazing ganesh uh like stuffed yeah, animal yeah you know what mike uh-huh.
0: pointed that out too there's yeah. a, there's a little stuffed animal to the left of the bathroom door i did not see that um mm-hmm. but yeah. yeah i i did and that's funny cuz i did watch back through that scene and try to be like all right is there any indication of like what state he might be in or mm-hmm. where he is but i couldn't see anything yeah and there it's was golden. that
2: little line it's like use the word on on an angel see what happens and then he did use the word on an angel and it and it worked yeah <laughs> i'm recalling a lot of. well stuff but no he
0: but... said if your says that to him in like a, and like a, go ahead and use the word on me yeah and see what happens as like a that's going to pull the saint to you oh that's what he that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's that was that's what that was okay, the okay. yeah okay okay, okay that okay. was kind of the implication there but gotcha gotcha all right all right it's late yeah it's almost tomorrow we covered <laughs> most of everything um we will be back in 2 weeks or in in early october with our season wrap up i might try and and watch a good chunk of both seasons again just to yeah i think i may as well refresh a lot of it um but yeah it's been a good journey were we all satisfied with the finale i think like, yeah i think so yeah, yeah. it was pretty satisfied yeah. yeah we can obviously weigh in on the on the season as a whole uh I think it may have helped
1: uh, recontextualize a lot of the season and hopefully have forgiven a lot of the things I didn't like about it.
0: Which it seems like that's kind of the general structure of the show now Mm, in in two cases of like the, we've gotten these things leading us astray away from the comics and kind of in different directions and then things kind of refocus in the finales to kind of, to pull it all back together. So that's interesting. But. Yeah,
1: well now we know why they're still in New Orleans in season three. Remember you said they were they had been filming
3: in New yes, Orleans? Yes, yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, that, and that's the thing is that I I hope they're not there the whole season, but I don't know how any of this is going to go down. I guess so. maybe they're not New Orleans they're in Louisiana. Though. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. They they have pulled the permits or whatever to get the tax credits and whatnot.
1: And they could, honestly they could do all of season three at Angelville if they really wanted to. If they really wanted to, I mean, shit, they hold the whole damn season. Here, yeah. but they could also do fifty fifty they could go somewhere else i don't know i'm yeah. excited though yeah. we'll see we're definitely striding into like a real like before we had kind of we had kind of stepped into comic territory in the season, but now we're really like striding into like an arc like a particular okay chunk of the comics, and that's very exciting
0: yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm I'm excited for for more especially about jesse's family and mm-hmm. what's going on there so. All right, once again, you can find more episodes of our podcast on g2tpodcast.com. That's the letter G, number two, podcast.com. We're also on TV Time, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play Music. We're 2 Podcast on Twitter, and you can email us at g2tpodcast at gmail.com to tell us what you think of our podcast and share your thoughts on AMC's Preacher so we can read them on our show, send us corrections, observations, or anything regarding Preacher or our podcast. Please email us in the next couple weeks so that we can talk about it on the season wrap-up show. Uh, And as I said at the beginning of this episode, the Midwest Podcast Network has other shows about video games, horror movies, and HBO's Westworld. Find out more about these shows as well as how to support the network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Our theme music is the song All In by the Red Thread, and it is being used under a non-commercial Creative Commons license. That's all for this episode of Gone to Texas. We can't wait to see what next season brings us at this point.
3: Mm -hmm. But until our season wrap-up show... Go forth and speak the good word.